An interesting story is being presented to men and women in homes and offices all over America. It can start, they say, almost unnoticeably. A handsome swain and a lovely lady. This moral decay. Now the focal point of the free world of tomorrow. There they will be allowed to rest, talk to others, and regain self-control. It's just in time. Time. Hello, it's Justin Time. I'm Justin, and with me is I'm Kirsten. <laughs> We're still working out this. Normally whole says intro I'm Justin, role. and oh, yeah. I, well, I did say and. I just put something and, after but it. The, yeah, so then I got so that stuck. was new and different. Um, it is pie time. We're recording at three fourteen. Yay! Which is pie time because of three point one four. What's your favorite pie. type of pie? I've never been a huge fan of pie. This sounds weird. This is going to turn into like a last episode <laughs> with the, the repeating penis. Um, so I like, God, this sounds so cliche. I like cherry pie. And my aunt was a huge fan of jello chocolate pudding chocolate pie. So you take mm. a pie crust and you make a graham cracker pie crust and you cook it in the oven so that it sets up. And gets a little toasty. And then you make from the box jello chocolate pudding pudding mix and put it in there and then put whipped cream on top. Hmm. And you're done. Like it's it's such an easy pie. This but it's it's the same as she was the one that really loved beets from a can. Hmm. Like uh So like those really easy, not anything to do with cooking really type of things. Right. The massively processed yeah. stuff that came out of like World War Two and the sixties and seventies, where you turn around and everything's magically add water and microwave it, and you have food. Mm. But that's a lot better than you know, a lot of the stuff they grew up on. Because my my grandma, so it was my grandma and her sister, and they grew up eating you know whatever they could in Iowa, and they'd pick up potatoes from behind the potato. I, where do you put all the potatoes? I don't know. You pull them out of the ground and you put them in a potato processing plant factory place. <laughs> but they take the rejects and throw them out back. And so my dad has distinct memories of digging through the potato rejects to find potatoes that didn't have lots of blemishes that they could eat. Hmm. So that's a different kind of food experience, which is a perfect segue <laughs> into talking about one of the weird <laughs> things in Vegas, which is the variety of food here and the restaurants that are here. I think it's phenomenal what being in Vegas will expose you to culinarily. Is it culinary. culinary or culinarily? I'm pretty sure it's culinary. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Cul- culinarily. We'll ask our, our culinary friends if it's culinary. <laughs> um, but that's that's something that I've definitely noticed in having, you know, starting out in San Diego, I was lucky enough to be exposed to some of the greatest Mexican food that's not in Mexico on the face of the planet. The Mexican food in Mexico is bar none the best Mexican food. But San Diego has some excellent Mexican food from the massive number of Mexican restaurants that have started there. Uh, Sombreros, Albertos, Alberts, Adalbertos, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Robertos, it's, they're amazing. And Kirsten, you grew up in New York and Florida. Yeah, I'm an East Coaster. <laughs> but and how's the Mexican food Oh, there? my God. So, yeah, they 
well, Justin and his family were telling me about the Mexican food in San Diego, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I like Mexican food. That's cool. Yeah, sure. But then I had a bite of some street tacos, and oh my God, I was in heaven. I was like, I've never, ever, ever had Mexican food like this before in my entire life. It was absolutely life-changing. So... Yes, <laughs> San Diego. Well, <laughs> San Diego definitely has some amazing Mexican food, and I don't. I think it's. I think Mexican food is ruined for me now. Well, you're also unless I'm gonna have it here in San Diego. <laughs> well, now you just know what to expect. Exactly. So, so if I go back to New York or yeah. Florida and have some Mexican food, I'm just gonna be like, oh, well, it's good. So I had a friend from San Diego who went to New York when she was a teenager, and she got there and they ordered guacamole. And it was made with Florida avocados. Oh God! <laughs> exactly. So it's the other even you're... even Floridians don't eat Florida avocados. Who eats Florida avocados? I don't know. They're horrible. They're really bad. So I don't. Know if you... <laughs> so the difference is that uh, avocados, Mexican avocados, and avocados from Fallbrook and San Diego, and the places that grow proper avocados, they're super bumpy on the outside. They're super dark green. Um, the inside is just rich, wonderful, fantastic, creamy, earthy goodness. The Florida avocados are kind of like, you know, you know what they are. <laughs> this, this is so inappropriate. They're like a fake tit. <laughs> Follow me on this, because there's 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 a certain appeal to them because they're they're larger Bigger. and they're smoother than an actual. Well, not an actual a, a a Haas avocado or one of the the other brands of avocado or breeds of avocado, but then their appearance, even when you slice them open, they're consistent colored flesh and it's a good pit, but they're just awful. <laughs> I took that too far. I actually don't mean that. For all those of you with, they're just not the same. They're just not the same. I That's should not have compared means. them to fakes. Okay, so stop, 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 stop the show. I want to draw attention to what just happened and what I just said because I don't think it's right, and I want to point out when I'm wrong as much as I want to look at like all the other stuff that we want to talk about. So I made a joke and finished the joke, but I finished the joke in such a way that it's not, this sounds so me too and kind of I'm trying to be in the moment, but I'm really not. I, I think about this stuff and I give a shit. Um, the ending of that joke was not body positive or supportive or in line with the way I actually feel about women and women's bodies and stuff. So I had two options. One is I could either stop and edit it out in post and then take it away and you guys would never hear it. But I'd much rather leave it in and put this commentary on the back of it. So sorry about that joke. That's not a good joke. Uh, the analogy carries through that way and it could be funny, but it's also not true or honest or accurate because if we're going to do anything to try and like shed the outside skin of Vegas as Sin City and the place where you go and do all this stuff and turn it into no there's so much more under the surface we have to do the same thing when we're talking about people and individuals and the way they look and the way they present because that's just not fair agreed oh Okay. I don't have anything else to say. You pretty much summed it up. Okay. Well, that that was my my piece. So we're going to let you get back to the, the talking about food now. Sorry to interject to say all boobs are good boobs. Yes, they are. Whichever way they point. <laughs>
we'll leave that joke there before I have to apologize for my <laughs> apology. Enjoy. Because there's a lot of variety there. I'm just digging a hole here and I'm going to stop. Cool. So let's not compare avocados to boobs anymore. <laughs> Especially since they are named after testicles. Avocados? Yep. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Think well, about, now I guess I can see it. Think about the shape. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of right there, staring <laughs> in the face. That's just weird. Wonderful. Testicle shape. I, Let's talk about all the foods that are like very sexual. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> like peach and well, that's, eggplant are the go-to emojis. The, yeah, those are the good. Those are butts and penises for yeah. those of you following at home. But like the chickens that we had the other night, that was uh You mean well oh <laughs> the I Cornish know what you're talking hens. about. No, so yeah. <laughs> that wasn't innately sexual. That was no, we that just was, made it sexual. Well <laughs> <laughs> In defrosting Cornish game hens, it's appropriate to run cold water through the cavity to thaw from the inside. And just setting them in on a rack in the bottom of the sink. You can switch off and do one or the other where water's <laughs> running through the cavity. If you use your mind, mind's eye a little bit and arrange those chickens so that water's flowing down one and then the other, <laughs> you can see how their legs would kind of be in interesting places and different parts would be pointing up and pointing down. And that was a, those were some Valentine-y chickens. <laughs> well, it was Valentine's Day, so it, it made Valentine's sense. Day. The, the sexy meal started with the sexy defrost. <laughs> <laughs> mm, sexy defrost. <laughs> Breaking the ice there. I think the other ones that always get compared are tomatoes. Mm. I don't know why. Like, there's the whole um, 1920s, 1930s. Ah, she's a sweet tomato. Look at her over there. What? I don't know what that is. Are there any old people that can explain that to us <laughs> from the 20s? Oh, man. We are definitely making sh- friends on this podcast oh yeah if you want to be our friend go ahead and go to it's just in time (laughs) fill out the form and we will have you on as a guest because we need somebody else to talk about avocados (laughs) and chicken sex (laughs) because apparently we're not good enough but anyway um so uh, let's move away from (laughs) sexy food parts and talk about like the the actual culinary scene in vegas which is freaking awesome so what you get is you get these these big high dollar high flag restaurants on the strip which is stuff like um the eiffel tower at the venetian you've got bouchon you've got uh, our boy gordon ramsay's got a bunch thomas keller so all these people have all these restaurants that are just phenomenal nobu's got one here and they're they're like showcase kind of restaurants where they experiment with stuff in San Francisco and New York, and then they bring the stable stuff here. I don't see a lot of experimentation on the strip itself. They kind of go, here's what you get. Here's what to expect. And the meals are amazing. There's a premium on them because they're in the casino, and there were a lot of the people that come in as tourists go. But this also means that if you're a cook or a chef in Vegas, you can get trained by Gordon Ramsay, Thomas Bouchon, um, Jada De Laurentiis is on the strip now. So there's all these these amazing big name chefs, and then there are also these phenomenal chefs that just run their kitchens like a military brigade. It's extremely talented, extremely skilled, able to put out food all day long. 
And what you get out of that is all these people that go, ooh, now I'm going to go open a restaurant. And they bounce and they leave the strip and go and start restaurants off strip. And you get phenomenal stuff off strip. Um, the range there is huge. You get places that are like uh, Boteca and Sparrow and Wolf that have phenomenal food, phenomenal tasting menus, are definitely experimental. And then you have places that are just, there's there's taco truck restaurants where it was a chef's taco truck for a while and then he got it going enough that he could just park it and have a restaurant, which is really cool too. A weird specialty donuts. <laughs> I can see that. You are going to make it through that. We're not laughing about donuts. The dog's a little bit special. And couldn't figure out how to get out from under the table. So when she bonked her head, Kirsten laughed at her. Oh. <laughs> the dog is very special. <laughs> she's never going to open a restaurant off the strip. My dog? Yeah. No. No, she's not. She's going to eat all the food. Yeah. <laughs> so we have that. We have that kind of weird flex where people... <laughs> this is just going to devolve... Into the mundane all the time, isn't it? I'm drinking. I think it. eventually it's going to stop. Okay. Just... We'll be more professional when we have guests or around episode ten. Maybe that's what it is. That it's just us. Yeah. And we're just totally without focus mm-hmm. and weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You called me your favorite weirdo today, but you spelled it the British way. I didn't spell it. It was a sticker, and I oh. saw the sticker, and I was like, "This is perfect." <laughs> it's spelt wrong yeah well i'll take it i'm fine with that i'm representing favorite (laughs) weirdo um so besides those so besides these fantastic restaurants if you ever come visit try and do some of the stuff off strip we've got there's a great place where they make noodles in house there's all up and down um, spring mountain there's amazing not only asian restaurants but asian markets where you can buy a fish that's swimming in a little bucket and then you take it home and cook it. And you can really? Oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't been there. We've we haven't go. been to a lot of places. But that's, that's definitely going to be on our list now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Cool. I'm not a huge, here's a live fish, go eat it guy. No, me either. But I don't just actually the know what to do with a live fish. I caught a fish once and I gave it to somebody else. Have you ever cooked lobster? I have not. I oh, have my a, God. Have... You cook them alive. I know. You throw them in and they just like cry. They don't cry. They do cry. They don't cry. It hisses. Well, here's you know what's gross is that's actually not them crying. It's the it's, steam yeah, escaping exactly. between. But them. it's so, it's still like. So it's kind of like throwing a, a person into a I vat remember of molten when my lava. Family going, used to oh, do they're that. screaming. They throw people in a vat of molten lava. Hmm. No. no, you mean the lobster? Yeah. Oh. My family used to do that over the summer, outside on the patio. I didn't eat seafood when I was younger because that just grossed me out for that reason. But yeah, we would do that all the time. And I'd be like, ah, they're dying. I can't believe they're alive. Like we'd buy them alive and they'd yeah. have the little bands on them. And we'd bring them home and pour a little off. But the, now I love them. Oh my God. Did you yeah. ever take the bands off them and let them do the, the clickety clacky with their claws? No. no. But we would... <laughs> No, we didn't. We didn't do that alive. I, I but we would take the the little claw things after they were cooked and dead, and then we put our little fingers in them and click little black. lobster puppets. Yeah, pretending to be a. When crab. you're a kid, you can fit your fingers in there. Well, if you get the right lobster, you can do it now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, 
wasn't a euphemism. <laughs> oh, you mean your tiny little fingers. All right. Um, the, then this is a difference between us. So we had lobster when I was a kid, but we went and got lobster tail meat from the Anthony's Fish Grotto Fish Market. And we'd cut it into chunks, batter and deep fry it, and have shrimp scampi. Only later did I find out that shrimp scampi is traditionally not battered and fried. It's like got garlic and tomatoes and a butter sauce. So it's really confusing to go to a restaurant and order shrimp scampi and not get deep or order lobster scampi and not get. Let's talk about fish in Vegas for a second because I typically I grew up five minutes away from the water on Long Island. I lived five minutes from the water in Florida both the Atlantic Ocean and so fresh fish is just common like we can go anywhere and get fresh fish so going inland I've always been told you know be wary of the seafood because it's gonna it has to be flown in um who knows how long it took to get there and whatnot and so that was one thing I was worried about and the first time you were like let's go get sushi I'm like uh how does that work but then you told me that She's gesturing to me because I have to finish the story now. Yes. <laughs> no, she's. Did you explain it better? This is, yeah, this is, it's fascinating. We're in the middle of the desert. We've got Lake Mead as a giant body of water, but nobody's going to eat anything that they catch out of Lake Mead. Well, that people will, but that scares me a little bit. <laughs> um, but because of the massive amount of fish buy that happened for the restaurants, the casinos, the buffets, I mean, there's crab legs and fish and lobster and all that stuff all over the strip it's pretty easy to get fish in vegas because all of it's already coming out here so it's my understanding that a lot of them will just piggyback on those orders since a lot of the vendors are coming out here anyway so you've got somebody bringing a giant truck full and they add another you know 100 pounds of fish and that 100 pounds ends up at great sushi places in vegas um not just on the strip but off strip um Sushi places. If you want to come on the show, we will eat your sushi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, fish is fish is a surprise in Vegas. And in that same vein, I didn't realize how much fresh local meat there is. So you you guys probably all heard about the Bundys and that standoff with the Bundy Ranch where they're like, we don't we want our cows to be able to eat whatever they want, wherever they want. And then the government came in and said, no, you can't. They said, yes, we can. And it deflated. And then in turn, this weird thing in the Northwest, the Malheur. Okay. I've lost Kirsten, so I've lost about half the listeners now. (laughs) This is where I'm going to put a marker. So if you want to skip ahead, you can just come in right here. Okay. So I first moved here and I wanted to do a rib roast as like kind of a housewarming. Hey, all my new friends. Welcome. (laughs) She almost spilled her coffee. And that... That is funny. That throws you off. I was going to try really hard not to have that be a problem, but sorry. It's all right. I, I, you know, we gave you that placemat so you could put it right in front of you if you <laughs> yeah, wanted to. Yeah, but then I'm probably going to hit the microphone. <laughs> With your coffee? Yes. You try and drink it through the microphone. Yes. Oh, I see. Um. So, okay. I found it. I remember what I was talking about. Are you hiding? She's hiding so she doesn't laugh. <laughs> okay. I wanted to do a rib roast, and it was really hard to find a rib roast because it was nowhere near January. And most places have rib roast for New Year's, Christmas kind of time. And the rest of the year, they don't have them. Uh, so I looked around for butchers, and I found a butcher in the northwest part of Vegas 
and I'm going to plug them because they're amazing. It's John Mool's Meat and Deer Processing at the Roadkill Grill. Fantastic name. But I went there and I got a giant rib roast. I cooked it. It was fantastic. And then we started going there all the time to get, uh, they make their own sausages. They make their own bacon. But their meat is fantastic. And they're just getting meat from all over the valley and their providers. And they have eggs when you buy a bunch. They'll deliver. And then all the stuff that they kind of have there, they also have the Roadkill Grill, which is a barbecue outside. And they'll cater. But they have the best customer service on the planet. The lady that you go in and either call in or show up and she writes your order down is Nita. Hi, Nita. And (laughs) she'll do anything for you. She'll call the owner and go, hey, they they just got in. They've been here a while. Can they see the deers in the back? And they'll take us back and show us the deers that are hanging. I didn't know that. Can we do that next time? Yeah, but I don't think they've had deer in. Okay, well... But as soon as they do. Yeah, when it's in season. Okay. By the way, I don't want this to become a thing where all oh, y'all go there and are like, we want to see the deer. Don't do that. Go buy meat. Go <laughs> eat sandwiches. The yeah. food is amazing. We were standing in line. It was the first time Kirsten had been there. And they had their their ribs and all their slow cook stuff out. And she's just staring at it, just literally drooling. <laughs> and Nita sees her and goes, you want ribs? Hollers the other guy, give her an order of ribs. And they played up ribs, and we sat there eating ribs, waiting for our meat. Yeah, which is great because it was it was a lot of ribs. It was not what I was expecting. Plenty when someone gives ribs. you like a free, you know, sample, it was more than a sample. You would think it'd be like one or two, but it was like a half a yeah. rack. It was it was intense. It was excellent. It was really good. It was excellent. But you guys don't get free samples. Go buy your ribs. Go give them your money. Uh, if you're in the Vegas Valley, they do deliver most places. So look them up online. We'll put a link in the show notes which is something I have to learn how to do. But when I do, I'll put a link there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the scope of restaurants, though, is really cool, too, because they almost all have some kind of different contextualized menu for Sunday brunches. So there's all kinds of those all over the valley. A lot of them have bottomless mimosas and bottomless champagne, so be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottomless Bloody Marys, Bloody Mary bars, uh, mimosa bars, where mimosa there's different bars. fruit to mix with your champagne. Um, but anybody leaving a bottle of champagne out is just, it's going to go away. Mm. Yeah. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. So good. But the kind of point of all this is that the food here in Vegas is phenomenal. And it's most, most bestest. It's most, <laughs> it's at its, it's its bestest. <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. The uh, Yucca Mountain plans have failed. We're now going to serve the nuclear waste to all visitors to Vegas. No. Oh. <laughs> what happens in Vegas? Asbestos in Vegas. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, the food's great. It's even better off the strip. And when you guys come visit, ask for the tips and pointers and we will give them to you. And we will come with you. If you would like us to eat food with you, we are happy to mm-hmm. reach out at it's Justin time. I'll try, but it'll be mostly Justin because I'm still learning and figuring out the places. Yes, but we'll do our best. Thanks all for listening. We will be on time next Justin time. Thank you for listening to it's Justin time. <laughs> <laughs> I need a more succinct sign off. Bye for now. Bye for now. That's like very Winnie the Pooh. TTF then. Bye bye. That was Mickey. <laughs> um, 
All right. I'm just throwing in a bunch. Okay. (laughs) We'll use one of them. Uh, Show ended three, two, two, one. Better meat type chickens.